God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I'm joined by Leonora Cravota. I think we really are entering another dimension. We are? Yeah. I mean, we're in uncharted territory. We are definitely in uncharted Uh, territory because we are in a situation where we're still dealing with this COVID-19 virus, although a vaccine has been released and more continuing and we're we still have an unresolved election despite joe biden continuing to name new members to his uh team well and i should say despite the certification that happens today uh, at 12 noon the electoral college is going to be certified for joe biden yeah uh which is just (laughs) it's it's hard to even get your head around that but you know um i i don't believe he's he's not president-elect until January 6th, when mm-hmm. the Congress says he is. Right. Then he becomes president-elect. So so the, I don't know what this whole president-elect, uh, the office of president-elect, well, I think because that the was media just a posh- so. No, I think that was just a posturing, because he, his establishing the office of the president-elect was, try, was a way to try to legitimize his election. Because I don't think they typically have an office of the president-elect. They have a transition team. They have that, That's what's in place. I mean, I, I could be wrong about that, but they, they made a point of saying how he established uh, a pre, you know, the president-elect office. So... Again, I think it was just semantics. It was show. It was creating a narrative. And yet we still have President Trump, who was present at the Army-Navy game, which for the first time in 77 years took place at uh, West Point, uh, the U.S. Military Academy, and Army won. So that was wonderful. And President Trump sat down for an interview with, uh, or stood up rather, for an interview with Brian Kilmeade from Fox. And, you know, and so he, the first interview he's done since the election. So it's clear he's not backing down yet. 
he is still out there saying that this was um, a false election that uh, that there that there was massive fraud and he and he spared no prisoners when talking about the election he talked about bill barr he talked about how bill uh, barr didn't um do anything when he heard about hunter biden i mean so there's still so much that's out there and i think you've got this lamestream media on the left doing nothing doing absolutely nothing about it so i hear you keying something up in the back or cueing something <laughs> up in the background yeah. that sounds familiar and looks familiar yeah, so you know, to your point, uh, he he uh, he got a huge, huge reception, uh, probably the biggest of any president in history, when they took to the field to flip the coin for the Army Navy game, and this was a smaller venue too, uh, because it was at West Point. Yeah, but. And that was unusual because, you know, 77 years was the last time the Army Navy game was played actually at the Army headquarters, if you will. I've gone to several, you know, it's one of my go to games. I love the Army Navy game. And it, it was always, you know, pretty much in Philadelphia. Every once in a while, it'd be in the Meadowlands. We went the, two years the, ago. The whole, the whole, it was bone chillingly cold. Bone chillingly <laughs> cold. They, they had a much nicer time this time. But, you know, uh, Navy is in Annapolis, Maryland, and Army is in West Point. So somewhere they, they meet in the middle, you know, neutral ground, right? That That's the whole yeah, concept that's behind that. that's the whole that. point, yes. So what what better place than Philadelphia where... I think know, COVID they, had something to do with the fact that they, that they just met at Army this year. I have a sneaky yeah. feeling. So let's just get a feeling and take a listen to uh, this and, and realize, you know, also that they're chanting USA, USA. It's it's a very patriotic moment for our country, and I think people are also making a statement uh, with this particular moment uh, that they love their current president and they want four more years of Donald Trump. Here we go. So President Trump is applauding. You know, he's clapping as he usually does when he walks out into the stage. USA, USA, USA. And he's walking out with the generals and admirals. And and President Trump just loves those moments, right? When, you know, all all he has ever asked for is a fair shake. He gives 125%. And... What he expects in return is a little bit of uh, gratitude yeah. and a little bit of um, respect, right, that he does not get from the mainstream media. And the mainstream media uh, could have had um, the greatest pre- – well, they have had – they had their greatest president that we've ever had. But they could have also had the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah. They could have had, you know, all of these different uh, great moments – that the president engages in, uh, and it could have been a friendly, friendly relationship, but instead they decided to lie, spin, gaslight the American people, and go all in for China. And we're going to find out today, we're going to talk about a lot of the new information that's coming out 
that he talks about in uh, his interview with Brian Kilmeade. And uh, I, I want to take a listen to, uh, yeah, I want to take a listen to this uh, this particular clip uh, from from uh, Australia, Sky Sky News Australia. Before we move on, well, no, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have President President Trump talk, and then we'll go back to that. Here's two clips. If I wasn't president, according to almost everybody, even the enemy. If I wasn't president, you wouldn't have a vaccine for five years, okay? I pushed the FDA and companies and everybody else involved like nobody's ever been pushed before. Warp speed. And now you have it rolling out. And frankly, they could have done it last week. They could have even done it a week sooner and they heard from me. But this has been a great, really medical miracle. They call it a medical miracle. And uh, it's going to have a tremendous impact. 95% effective. We have Moderna coming out next week very soon. We have Johnson & Johnson, a one-shot vaccine coming out. All great companies. What about if I Okay, here we go. I just left Washington to go to the Army-Navy game. There are thousands and thousands of... By the way, when he mm-hmm. left Washington, he did a flyover of the Jericho yeah. march. Yeah, Right? Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> and yeah. that was really great. So that was pretty amazing people out there i had nothing to do with it i didn't know, really know they were forming they're forming oh no they I'm about organic. Congressional no no, no i'm just saying the spirit the liveliness the, right. the whole thing even the fundraising the money that's pouring in to fight this it's one thing to say you know you ran a great race congratulations i'm okay with that but they didn't they didn't run a good race they ran a horrible race from the basement they ran a race where he didn't even run but what they did is they cheated they cheated like nobody's ever cheated before that we right. know of. Now, if you look at it, it's not even four or five states. It's five cities. Milwaukee, right? Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Right. Take those Pittsburgh you could add. So it's five cities. It's four cities. It's even three cities because I don't need five. Just one second. They cheated like nobody's ever cheated before. And they got caught just like the spying on my campaign right. got caught. They cheated like nobody's cheated before, and they got caught. So nobody can go in and say, oh, congratulations on running a good race. They didn't run a good race. They cheated. They dropped hundreds of thousands of ballots. Right. They did things that nobody's ever seen, and we caught them. But you, but your guys have been unable to prove it as of now. No, if something excuse happens, me, excuse me. We've proven it, but no judge has had the courage, including the Supreme Court. I am so disappointed in them. No judge, including the Supreme Court of the right. United States, has had the courage to allow it to be heard. The Supreme Court, all they did is say, we don't have standing. So he, they're saying essentially that the president of the United States and Texas and these other states, great states, they don't have standing. They didn't go into the evidence. If you would look at the evidence, thousands of pages of evidence, we have over a thousand right. affidavits from people that saw tens of thousands of ballots. Gotcha. Gets good. No, but here's the point. They're, try- they're winning these things on little technicalities, like a thing called standing. They're saying the president of the United States does not have standing. Right. I just left. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And, that you know, let's talk about that for a, yeah. a second. So, yeah. you know, we have the Texas lawsuit with uh, 18 states that joined them. 106 co- congressmen uh, j- joined uh, the suit. And they bring it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court had an opportunity to actually do something really great. And, in fact, um, Alito and Justice Thomas said, we would be more than happy to hear this case. And, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, 
Kavanaugh, you know, maybe Kavanaugh's still crying in his, you know, crying in his suit there. Um, but, uh, you know, he they, they didn't stand with spine. And, and the thing about that is, you know, I understand, I do understand um, a little bit about where they were coming from, that they didn't have standing because they were making the argument that Texas wasn't germane to the case. Texas wasn't uh, impacted. You know, Texas results were, in fact, what they uh, were supposed to be, that they won, that the Republicans won fair and square, and that there were n- no real complaints uh, being waged in Texas for the outcome of Texas. Yeah. See, so that's what they were saying. Texas doesn't have standing because Texas wasn't harmed. But I view Texas as having been harmed because there are Texans who cast their vote for President Trump to be reelected. And if the election is being contested, then they were harmed. And see, that's just it. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I know uh, we have these breaks and they're scheduled. Um, and uh, we, we often go through these breaks just about all the time. Um, and uh, so I apologize for that. And getting back to the Supreme Court for a moment, Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas indicated that they would have allowed Texas to bring the case, yes. but they would not grant other relief. So, um, okay, so you we'll had two. That. Yeah, so I think what they were saying up front is that those two justices, two of the conservative justices, said that they would have allowed the case to go forward, but they wouldn't bring other relief. I grant other relief. I guess that I guess what they're saying here is that maybe they wouldn't be granting other relief up front. So, but if only two of the justices said that they could bring the case forward, then there wasn't an, enough majority within the court itself to bring the case forward. But I'm a little surprised that you didn't hear from Coney Barrett, you didn't hear from See, uh, Kavanaugh, yeah. you didn't hear from Gorsuch. You didn't even hear from them. You they didn't, didn't even they didn't yeah. even weigh in on it. And and, he, and Texans also. Here's another point with Texas. Uh, you had people in Texas who weren't actually supportive of the case either. J- U.S. Senator John Cornyn, who's a former Texas Attorney General. And former Texas Supreme Court Justice said he was not convinced by the logic of the case. So you had other people on the ground who could have been pushing this forward who were, you know, who were not coming forward to help. So it, I, I think that there were problems on all sides with this. Well, you know, the thing is, um, if, if they weren't going to uh, grant um, relief, right. then what was the point? Right. Uh, the way I look at this particular case is te- the Texas thing came out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because um, the cases that were being brought to the Supreme Court, there's six um, by uh, people people like Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood, where they are in litigation in Georgia and Wisconsin. Like for example, yeah. uh, Wisconsin. When when Trump was talking with Brian Kilmeade uh, on the Army Navy, you know, on his way to the Army Navy game, he said, "There's a case in Wisconsin that's going to the Supreme Court right now." And, of course, the Supreme Court judge was this liberal woman that basically said this is a racist case and that, uh, you know, this we're not going to, you know, you could try all you want to elect your king. Yeah. You know, she basically was derogatory toward the um, toward the uh, the prosecutors to the uh, plaintiffs. And so I thought that was really telling. Yeah. that they have these liberals on the bench that can't even contain themselves and behave and act ethical, you know, like this uh, this woman 
uh, that's part of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. She she she's a radical uh, activist zealot, yeah. sort of like um, Emmett Sullivan. You know, just can't even contain themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I think they should be disrobed. I yeah. think they should be impeached. Uh, any judge that does that, it, that should be an impeachable event, a, yeah. a, a offense. Yeah. So, but the idea is okay. So now they get to to, to appeal that Wisconsin case to the Supreme Court. And what they're presenting, I don't know what they're presenting. See, that's the thing too is I don't really know fully what they why they keep losing, um, because when you listen to their presentation before the state legislature, whether it's Arizona or Pennsylvania or Georgia, uh, Michigan, uh, I'm not sure that Wisconsin's le- state legislature actually heard the case, but Giuliani and uh, Jenna Ellis have put together a remarkably good case. And, uh, you know, and from everything that I have heard, these were all situations where Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania all shared that curvature. Then they stopped the vote, and in the middle of the night, a spike went up for yeah, Biden. Yeah. In almost every single contested state, that happened. And these machines... It turns out this is breaking news, new new news. Um, we know that um, the Treasury was hacked, yeah. right? Guess what? They were using this software called SolarWinds. Yeah. SolarWinds. Now, look that up, okay? It's really important. So you may want to look up SolarWinds. And basically what happens is Dominion Software was using SolarWinds. So the question is, was Dominion Software written so poorly using such a poor um Back basis that they were using solar winds and solar winds became exploited to the point where hackers and in the case of the treasury they're insinuating it's Russian hackers I, I believe it could be Chinese Chinese hackers but um, solar winds is the platform or some of the uh, uh, coded uh, the the under code you know the the embedded code. To that, and if you look at the Dominion screen, it says powered by solar winds. And so, if solar winds was hacked at the Treasury and in other places within the uh, United States government, they were using solar winds. Also, the U.S. uh, Department of Commerce's National Telecommunication and Information Administration. Really top stuff. And they they got a lot of uh, email information, um, email tracking. Uh, So, SolarWinds was a platform that became um, exposed to hacking. So they they obviously had a hole, and no one knows how long people have been hacking into SolarWinds. But if Dominion was using SolarWinds, what if it was that Dominion didn't mean to rig the election, but the election was rigged because of the hackers? Remember, too, in Philadelphia, they weren't using Dominion. They were using ExpressVote XL. And that was a different software with a whole different set of problems. And as, as you recall, on October 1st, it was reported by the Associated Press and Reuters that there was a break-in where people stole the flash drives and the key cards to get access to these systems. So these computer machines... You know, one of the uh, the MIT professor was over at the Jericho March talking about the biggest problem is the computer machines. Yeah. 
And the, the, anytime you have an election where you're using these machines that can literally transfer votes from A to B and B to A, mm-hmm. uh, you can't have election integrity. You might as well not even bother to show up to vote, which, again, is, is where you know a lot of people are talking about Georgia and saying, why bother showing up to vote? And that's kind of where they want to put you, right? But by God, you better show up to vote because um, that is our insurance. Our insurance policy is to at least win one of those two states and prevent uh, Chuck Schumer from running the uh, Senate. There's several reasons why you you don't want Chuck Schumer running the Senate because. If Nancy Pelosi's over in the House controlling legislation uh, that goes to the floor for a vote and then gets sent over to the Senate, Mitch McConnell right now can block anything that comes over his way. He, he All he has to do is decide whether or not he's going to put it on the floor or not. Mm-hmm. And that goes for judges and that goes for, uh, you know, real bad legislation. And... Um, and pack in the court and uh, pack in the Senate and a whole host of other things, you know, immigration policy, whatever. Now, God forbid, if Biden were to somehow prevail, uh, then that would be yet another problem. And uh, I do see the callers. We're, we are going to take that call here in a second. But I, li- I, want, I want you to listen to this. Listen to what uh, General Flynn had to say. Like I say, asked on a scale of one to ten, who will be the next president? I say ten, Donald Trump. One of the things, like I say, asked on a scale. So, of- so that's nice to hear. And I want to also play um, one thing uh, related to uh, related to um, Sidney Powell because she had a good clip that I want to share with you all. And uh, and you know, we we got to get to the bottom of this corruption and that the chinese have embedded themselves in the uh they they've embedded themselves into our state governments with the state secretaries of state across the board but here reams and reams here's sydney powell okay i'll have reams and reams of actual documents from smartmatic and dominion including evidence that they planned and executed all of this we know that 400 million dollars of money came into smartmatic from china only a few weeks before the election that there are george soros connections to the entire endeavor lord malik brown was part of it along with the other people from dominion eric coomers the person who also holds patents on some of the software and was operating out of the denver office i believe we know that one of the Smartmatic people has um, went to Tarrant County, Texas, and turned that county blue after having been an executive with Smartmatic. And all of a sudden, this one election, Tarrant County is purportedly blue. We have evidence of how they flipped the votes, how it was designed to flip the votes, and that all of it has been happening just as we have been saying it has now, there's been. There's really only one date that really matters right now, and that's the, that's the inauguration date. And... If you ask Mike Flynn on a scale of 1 to 10 who's going to be the next president, I'll tell you that it's 10 that it's going to be Donald Trump. That should make you feel good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I like those odds. Yeah. All right, we're going to take Julie. Uh, Julie, you're on the air. Good morning. I just want I'll be real quick. I just wanted to go to Pennsylvania and the truck driver, Jesse Morgan. I was doing uh, studying a little bit this weekend about what his statement was and thinking about it. And 
And the fact that the Department of Justice, the, our great attorney general, and the director of the FBI, I won't, won't use their names, so in our Supreme Court, the fact that they have failed us in, in allowing us to question the, the, the vote ballots that were on the back of Jesse Morgan's truck is an absolute crime. And we should be able to file a class action lawsuit against those four entities because Jesse Morgan, he had a contract with his subcontractor. And that subcontractor, one had to sign a contract, an insurance contract that had a GPS system on it for a certain price in the event of theft, uh, an accident, or an act of God. Now, the U.S. Postal Service, if they're sun, the subcontractors working for the U.S. Postal Service, they also require a GPS system on the back of the trailer. And, and for, once again, theft, an accident, or an act of God. Now, the fact that, that no theft report was ever filed for the back of that trailer, the subcontractor was not only involved in this, the, the U.S. Postal Service was. Now, there were 288,000 ballots on the back of that trailer. That, that amount, if they were added to our, the Pennsylvania vote tally, that means that they were complicit in adding votes that were fraud. And we should be able to, to fight this because that would turn the vote in, in Pennsylvania right there. Yeah, I mean, there's just, across the they, board, across the board, there's no they, way to they prove knew. the integrity. And and also, he, the Jesse said that there was one registered letter on that ballot. Now, when we all send a registered letter, we get a postcard back, signed by whoever received it. That person's life, I believe, is in danger if he's holding that card, because that's the evidence of who accepted it and who's involved in this 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 uh, fraudulent adding of 288 ballots to the Pennsylvania vote system. And that's enough to turn the Pennsylvania vote. Right. And and then and then there's a lot more going on with Georgia. Sydney Sydney Powell uh, and Lynn Wood have legally verified evidence of massive election fraud in Georgia. Um, Kelly Loeffler and Purdue have not bothered to call them. Uh, to discuss the, and review the evidence, but they say, he asked this, he says, why do they have no interest in finding the truth? How much time have they spent asking for your money? So, uh, you know, we got to get to the bottom well, of why there is this corruption and what it is, is um, Code Monkeys has spent the weekend posting sec- picture photo ops of secretaries of state uh, at the uh, state level and across the board, almost every state has pretty much gotten into bed with Chinese diplomats. And they, are, they have now found a release of about 1.9 million Chinese uh, diplomats that have infiltrated our country. And then when you take a look at solar winds and the hacking that's going on, we are exposed. And I think that a lot of our states, you know, you dangle... They could be easily purchased. They could be easily bought. And you dangle just a, you know, ten million dollars in the in, in front of their nose, and they go and they they salivate like Pavlov's dogs. What what spineless individuals that they'll sell our country off for a few bucks? 
and and they'll go spend it on something stupid and they'll be down to zero in dollars and and the chinese will have control of our country how well, how stupid well they're being played and they be? don't know it and and uh, you know it's it's a bipartisan uh, uh piece of stupidity eric swalwell is just a one example out of many where you know he was he exactly. was um he was fooling around with a girl named fang fang Right, and I think it's what her name was, right? Right, Leonor. Bang Fang. That? That's a weird name. Bang Fang. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bang Fang. Um, Can but, the media all have a field day with that one? No, actually, mm-hmm. Jesse Waters already did. He mm-hmm. says he hates saying the word Swalwell, and now <laughs> but Fang, he loves Fang. he loves the name Bang Fang. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he was played like a fiddle, right? Cheating on his wife and dishonoring his two kids, and. Uh, residing on the uh, House Intel Committee and getting in front of the news media camera, farting up a storm, as as it might uh, act. Add. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, nobody's and, gotten past right. that, apparently. Remember when he oh, farted on that? I forgot about that. <laughs> well, yeah. oh. And um, he's sitting there talking about this Russian collusion hoax. And he's got to be the dumbest moron. He actually ran on as one of the presidential candidates uh, in 2020. It's It's unbelievable how... Um, how how uh, low the threshold is for getting to be a presidential candidate these days in the Democrat Party. But Eric Swalwell compromised national security because the Fang Fang girl that he was sleeping with and colluding with uh, actually got an intern to work for him. And I don't know if she's still working to this day, but... There is a friend of Fang Fang that was working as an intern for Swalwell. Did him a favor, right? Crony, crony, cronyism there. (laughs) That was a real favor. Yeah. But no, there's a lot to be worried about, you know, because if you got a friend of Fang Fang that is passing documents and filing documents that are of classified nature, for one of the guy, one of the members of the uh, House Intel Committee, dealing with the you know our national secrets, um, you know that she's going to be sharing them with her friend if if her friend is a Chinese spy. I mean, you know, talk about the infiltration. Talk about the car driver for Diane Feinstein, right? And and all these other people that have you know pretty much embedded themselves. I would say this at this point in time, we need to look and reevaluate every single Chinese citizen, uh, Chinese um, Chinese national who is going to school here and is looking for work in our government and say, get them the heck out and kick them out of our country. We got to pull this. Anytime we, they have, have access to any information, you know it's going to go back to China and, and they've stolen it. They cannot and, be trusted. And just. I don't mean to go back to the tra- trailer of Jesse Morgan, but all the subtract Jesse Morgan's boss, all he would have had to do was ping the trailer and uh, the GPS system, and they would have found it. So this is this is a complicit act by the the FBI, the Department of Justice, to refuse to find this trailer because all trucks have a GPS system in the event of theft. And an act of God in an accident. How can they do this to us? Find the truck, but if they find it, then they have to show that the theft took place, and then they have to wipe off 288,000 ballots 
off our system because it proves they were fraudulent. Anyway, I won't take any more of your time. I apologize. But I think that guy is our modern-day Jesse uh, Sergeant York. And and in, in the, the final words of James Cagney, they all have a yellow streak down the back of their spine. <laughs> yeah. Well said. All right. Thank you, Julie. Have a good day. All Sorry right, you to too. take so long. Take care. Bye. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, in Michigan, uh, we have a Michigan State Police arrest celebrated, uh, let's see, a Democratic official on six felony charges of election fraud. So basically, uh, Michigan State Police have arrested a recently celebrated, uh, that this is what they were trying to say, Michigan State Police have arrested a recently celebrated Democratic Party official on several felony charges related to voter discrepancies. This uh, official recently won an award from the state's Democratic Party. I think that's what they were referring to when they were talking about celebration. Yeah. Which shows that they don't do that great a vetting of the awards. Her name is Sharikia Hawkins. She was the city clerk for the city of Southfield. And she was arrested Monday after the Oakland County Clerk's Office noticed discrepancies in voter counts while certifying absentee ballots from Southfield. All right, so we got to take a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, morning, Scott Lenor. Good morning. Hey. That, oh, um, yeah, I just uh, I have a question about this idea of uh, Swalwell and uh, you know these all these Democrats in uh, in bed with the Chinese. You know, if you're uh, if you're working um, uh, as a a, a, a a traitor against your country and you get caught. Wouldn't it be better to be thought of as just a, a philanderer? You know, he was just cheating on his wife. He had no idea this was a, a Chinese spy, you know, or, or uh, gosh, I, I had no idea that my driver was a Chinese spy. You know, I was infiltrated, kind of like, oh, yeah, my, uh, my account was hacked. You know, I mean, come on, people. Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be some recourse for stupidity. Um, you know, well, I don't you, think it's stupidity. I think it's a, it's it's a, it's, it's a convenient excuse. It's they were they're working with these people. No, no, no. And they, I, they I, get I mean, caught, I mean, and then they turn around and say, "Oh my God, I didn't know yeah. we, we were having an affair." He would rather get accused of philanderer of philandering than, uh, than than of treason. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But you can't stop them from doing that lie. Just like you can't stop the FBI and the CIA from hiding behind classifications. Oh, I'd love to tell you, but it's classified, right? So you know, yeah, the, yeah, the, exactly. The, the idea is no. Then what has to happen is because you have that uh, out to save yourself from treason, you should be fired on the spot. Because if you're Diane Feinstein and you've been working with a Chinese spy for 25 years, you should be kicked out of uh, Congress. Immediately, and that that should be it, and and be be luck, uh, count your lucky stars that you didn't. I'm sorry to jail. say, you when Biden gets in, all this is going away. Well, I wouldn't say when. If you listen to General Flynn, he thinks there's a he's got a ten out of ten chance that you know. Uh, here's what I here's what I say. Really? Yeah, that's what General Flynn said. Okay, I mean General Flynn. Yeah, I heard it. I just man. It just it seems like a 
uh, an unwinnable battle. I mean, with the Supreme Court doing what they did. No, the Supreme Court really, uh, that particular case didn't amount to much. They're, they're, They're right back where they started. So, I mean, the Texas case was an innovative idea that came out of left field. But they were always going with the approach that they were going to appeal to the Georgia Supreme Court, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, Michigan Supreme Court. And once they lose, uh, they were going to take it to the um, Supreme Court for appeal. And the Supreme Court... I think the most frustrating... I think the most frustrating part about this whole thing is that we're being shown all the evidence, well, most of the evidence, uh, of the, the fraud, the voting fraud and election fraud that's been, that went on. Yeah. And these these judges and, and are just not, I don't, you know, they've got to be on the take. There's no other explanation. Well, no, Code Monkeys, for example, um, said that he has information that a lot of these judges' family members and lives are under threat. And that they're being, they're they're being coerced to to not take the case. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I gotta go, guys. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you. All right. So you know there is there is several elements there, um, and if you go to Code Monkeys, uh, he's got a lot of stuff. Uh, again, we've been working with this Chinese infiltration of our country, and. He says here, are you curious why some legal cases are being thrown out without even being heard? Yeah. Someone close to one of these judges has reached out to me saying judges and their families are getting death threats over election fraud cases. I'm not going to name names, but now you know. So, you know, we can't have this. And that's why the FBI has to get involved. And that's why the Department of Justice has to get involved. I mean, they need to get as aggressive with the people that are committing treason in our country. Uh, they need to get as aggressive with that as as they do um, with Roger Stone or, you know, anybody else. You know, and there's, um, you know, a situation is this. Today, we're going to have the first day of early voting. In Georgia. Which is scary because they got 1.2 million um, you know, Stacey Abrams is talking about 1.2 million absentee. I can't believe they're going down that same well. I they're know. using the same damn machines and they're doing the same kind of BS. It's absolute craziness down in Georgia. And, uh, and, and then you have this tw- at 12 noon today, a certification uh, of the Electoral College. And that's just going to be like, you know, more media hype that President, uh, that, that uh, Biden was going to be our next president. And here's the thing. Like General Flint said, all the way up until the 20th of January, we have recourse. And it has to be, it has to be that there is demonstrable proof. If the Supreme Court decides to throw out um, then these things can uh, be decertified. You know, I, yeah. I would I would like to think that if fraud was involved, it doesn't matter when and how and why and where. But if fraud was involved, I get back to that marathon run. And if you're neck and neck with your opponent and you're one and two and your opponent cuts through the park and shaves a mile off the run, 
and ends up winning the race by two minutes, mm-hmm. and the average pace was a six-minute mile, that means that you, who took second because the guy cheated, would have actually won by four minutes. Yeah. Right? You would have won by double what this person won by. This person won, wins by two because they saved themselves a mile. Yeah. You would have won by four if that person actually didn't cheat and ran the whole race. You would have won bigger, bigger than that. And so the idea is that you can't let that stand. And like President Trump said, the biggest fear he has is is having an illegitimate president. You know, he doesn't think that's good for America. And I don't think there's anybody alive other than a Democrat that thinks that's good yeah, for America. Right. And 77%, 77% of Republicans feel... The election was stolen. Yeah, yeah. 77%. And only 3% believe that President Trump should stop fighting and concede. Right. 3%. 97% feel that President Trump has every right to contest this race, to contest this uh, and debate this uh, subject. <clears throat> and that's what I think too, because you know, there's so many anomalies, you know. And the, and, the, and the thing is, how do we even get here in the first place? And it's because there was a lot of, um, I think, influence by China. I, I don't think it was just just spinelessness from the Republican uh, state con- congressional mm-hmm. people, uh, state legislatures, because they control, like in PA, they control the state legislature there. Yet, in October 2019, before COVID, they, they, they uh, came out with the, um, th- this whole idea about early uh, mail-in balloting, mail-in votes. And they came up with this whole process. And they got these new machines that were computer machines, not the Dominions, the Express Vote XL is what they were using in Pennsylvania. But they knew that this was going to be easily rigged. So you got no voter ID, you got, you know, and in PA, that you have to show the voter ID for the first time you vote. Right. Every other time, it's already in the books well. that you've shown an ID. And we need, to, we need to reevaluate this. So we need to look at this whole situation and realize that the government is, is, is not on your side. That's the other thing is, you know, when you look at these marches and you look at what's happening... People are starting to take it to the streets. But, you know, there are 75 million people that voted for Trump. And there are 75 million people that could actually surround the White House and protect our presidency, protect our republic. There's a lot more of us than there are of them. And we're armed to the teeth uh, because we believe in the Second Amendment. Um, But, you know, we got to protect our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. They're trampling all over well, the combination uh, of what's happened with COVID and the election results, I mean, you kind of really believe that they're, that they're hand in glove. And because you've got all these places that are being shut down. You've got these business owners fighting and, pro- and protesters supporting them to keep their businesses open. And Trump wanted to help these people keep their businesses open. But whereas if Biden comes into office, because I follow a lot of human resources issues, there's going to be a lot more 
uh, restrictions. He's going to, I think this could be more implemented with COVID. This could be more implemented uh, with other types of ways which are more pro-regulation, less pro-business. And it's already happening. So it, you know, you, this is not a good cycle for the country to go in. We were just recovering from COVID. We, we, the, the unemployment rate, while it was not at its record level of between 3 and 4%, it's at least in the 6 to 7% range, which is a lot lower than the 20% that was being projected months ago. So uh, President Trump pinned this tweet of Mark Levin uh, up on his Twitter feed. And I think we ought to uh, play it because it does encompass a lot of what uh, is going on these days. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. This is Life, Liberty, and Levin. Welcome. Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends and my non-Jewish friends, all Levinites out there. Thank you. This is a very important show tonight. I hope you'll stick with us throughout. Peter Schweitzer is our guest. He is the number one expert on the Biden crime family and so much corruption that goes on in Washington. He's a real journalist, author, investigator. We've had him on the program before. And now it's time to bring him back. But before we get into that, some context. The Democrat Party and the media are destroying this country. I really believe it started with the Obama presidency. The divisiveness we have in this country is really those of us who believe in the flag and believe in the national anthem and defend the Declaration and the Constitution, who are proud of our history with certain exceptions, like in any other country. But we're proud of our forefathers They are not. They're in a constant state of transition. They don't support the Constitution. They'll tell you that. They reject the Declaration of Independence. Their progressive forebearers did. They reject capitalism. They want power in Washington, D.C. They want power in the hands of a relative few. Centralization of government. This is all alien to the American system. We embrace Americanism. They embrace all kinds of other isms. Democratic socialism. But it's a very serious situation that we're in today. Look at this election. You have people saying they don't have any legal cases. You have courts ducking left and right. The Democrats went into these states with a plan. The plan was to destroy the safety and security measures in virtually every state, but particularly the battleground states. What they did in Pennsylvania is a disgrace through a rogue Supreme Court. They eliminated signature requirements, postal date requirements, extended voting periods. In other words, those safeguards that were in place in Pennsylvania for decades were removed. Now, why would the Democrats want to remove them? To institutionalize corruption and fraud. That's why. They did the same thing in Georgia when the Secretary of State entered into a consent decree with Stacey Abrams, who is a leftist who wants to destroy all Republicans weakening the signature requirement, which had an enormous effect in Georgia. And you can go through the various states and you can see that the Democrat Party, the Biden campaign and their lawyers, state by state, went into these areas for the purpose, not of strengthening the vote, strengthening safety to ensure that people who are voting should be voting, but the opposite. Now, why would a political party do that? Why would a political party want to eliminate the safeguards to the franchise? The reason is to institutionalize fraud. A few months ago, votes that are counted in Pennsylvania and Georgia based on these changes would have been thrown out. They would have been fraud. And there's other things that have taken place. So that's why there's litigation taking place. That's why people are trying to figure out what happened here. 
And that's why people like me are not going to just give up and roll over for the rest of time when they turn the whole country into California, where Republicans can't win anything statewide. That's what's at stake. And they've told us this. Chuck Schumer says if we win the Senate, if we take two seats in Georgia, it'll be 50-50 and we'll have Kamala Harris, they argue, as the president pro tem of the Senate who will break all the tie votes. 50-51. They want to change America. If they take the presidency, if they hold a slim lead in the House, and they have a one vote with the vice president in the Senate, they intend to fundamentally alter our constitutional system by destroying our judiciary, destroying the Senate, destroying the legislative process with the filibuster rule, and once and for all destroying our voting system. This is who they are. This is alien to our constitutional system. So now we have Joe Biden. For 50 years, Joe Biden was in Washington, D.C. For 50 years, he was a liar. He started out as a plagiarist in college. He's lied his way through the Senate every step of the way. He was buddies with segregationists when he thought that would help. Then he embraces democratic socialism when he thinks that would help. All along the way, the man's become enormously wealthy on a senator's salary. Nobody knows how. He just has. Now, the answer is this. They're corrupt. The entire family's corrupt. The media knew it. The media covered up for Joe Biden, just as the media went after Donald Trump. The media and the Democrat Party, they went after Donald Trump with a phony impeachment. They tried a coup. They tried a criminal investigation. They've tried to smear him every step of the way. And yet, look at all of his massive accomplishments. The Obama administration used the FBI in ways the FBI has never been used before to spy on the Trump campaign. They lied to a FISA court to get a warrant to spy subsequent on the Trump administration. You can see the Hillary Clinton campaign working with the Obama administration, poured money into a, a system that hired a spy, a spy, a Russian spy to write this dossier that was phony. There was never Russia collusion. When uh, depositions were taken of top officials in the Obama administration, when they became public, not a single one of them believed there was Russian collusion. So for three, three and a half years, this went on and on and on. And one of the leading hacks of the whole movement, we now know, Eric Swalwell, was in fact a sucker, a guy who was targeted by the Chinese communists. Here's a guy who, who won't even say if he had an affair with her, which means he obviously did. You have Dianne Feinstein. For 20 years, there was a communist Chinese spy uh, on her staff, uh, but nothing. there was no problem with that. And we can go on and on and on. The Bidens, in my view, are up to their eyeballs with the communist Chinese. And so Hunter Biden's under investigation, criminal investigation now, uh, tax fraud and potential SEC fraud, investigations involving his dealings with communist China the Ukraine and Romania. Now, the only reason we know this is because it's after the election. After the election, they don't much care, apparently. But it's not just Hunter Biden. It's Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's sister. And it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Now, if we were Democrats, if we were in the media today, we've been calling for an impeachment committee to be impaneled, right? There's so much corruption here with the Biden family with the media, with the Democrat Party, so much power hungry ends justifies the mean activity going on in this country that it is frightening. And so I wanted to bring Peter Schweitzer on.
so we can dig more deeply into this. So, you know, uh, I believe that what the media did and the big tech is doing and big media, I think that what they've done is criminal. I Absolutely. definitely think that that's the case. I mean, every single thing, like uh, I'm looking at that tweet right there, right? It's pinned up at the top of President Trump's Twitter account. It says the claim about election fraud is disputed. Well, you know, the thing is, at least they're posting it at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, but you have to click extra buttons you have to click if you want to it and share and, it. And you, and you notice how now when you do send out things, the things like, well, are you, are you sure? You know, do you want to read this before you retweet it or... You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things like that that are happening, which are subtle, but it's ways in which social media is controlling us. And, you know, we've been talking about this for months. The combination of the suppression of free speech, the rise of the big tech giants and, you know, and, and what happened with the election, it's all intertwined. So President Trump tweeted, he says, the fact that the Supreme Court wouldn't find standing in an original jurisdiction matter between multiple states and including the president of the, of the United States is absurd. It is enumerated in the Constitution. They just chickened out and didn't want to rule on the merits of the case. So bad for our country. The rhinos that run the state voting apparatus have caused us this problem of allowing the Democrats to so blatantly cheat in their attempt to steal the election, which we won overwhelmingly. How dare they allow that this massive and ridiculous mail-in voting to occur. Tens of millions of haphazardly ballots sent with some people getting two, three, or four ballots. We will never give up. And that's uh, good news right there. You know, we can't give up because this is just wrong. It's, right? Of course and it's wrong. You wonder uh, how people like Biden could even live with themselves. You know, such a spineless cowardly thing to cheat you know well, rather than talk are, about the issues the people that are spineless and cowardly don't see it that way they don't realize that they're spineless what they do is they they're they've compensated they have uh, found ways to equivocate so in their mind they're doing nothing wrong yeah. let me read this other tweet that he tweeted out swing states that have found massive voter fraud, which is all of them, cannot legally certify these votes as complete and correct without committing a severely punishable crime. Everybody knows that dead people, below-age people, and illegal immigrants, fake signatures, prisoners, I'm going to finish this real quick, and many others voted illegally, also machine glitches, another word for fraud, ballot harvesting, non-resident voters, fake ballots, stuffing the ballot box, votes for pay, roughed up Republican poll watchers, and sometimes even more votes than people voting, took place in Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and elsewhere. In all swing state cases, there are far more votes than are necessary to win the state and the election itself. Therefore, votes cannot be certified. This election is under protest. Thank you, Mr. President. All right, those are presidential. Uh, those are President Trump's tweets. Uh, I want to say thank you all for listening today. Uh, my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye now. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.